the like one and only time I ever rode a skateboard. I did a perfect ollie the first time and then was <laughs> unable to replicate it ever again for the rest of my life. Well, you were at the game though. You rode it one time and you were like, yeah. I'm going on this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, no, the trick, the trick there is like, you never try to do it again. And then you're the guy who can always do an ollie every time. Yeah. A hundred percent win rate. hundred yes. percent success. From <laughs> yeah. <the games. laughs> Like I should have fucking the first time I did a backflip on a trampoline, uh, which was never because I broke my neck in half every time I tried. But if I theoretically had nailed one, I should have just like given it up. Done. I live on the ground now forever. This is how video games work. You know, super hard games. This is something like Super Meat Boy and like you just bang your head on the level over and over again until you accidentally get it right. And then you never play it again. It's basically a form of gambling, but everybody is like, oh, it's the most hardcore possible game. <laughs> like if at first you don't succeed try try again but if at first you do succeed never again never again yes scrap it yeah man i'm now i'm thinking about all the things that if i had aced it on the first try that i would not like what if the first sandwich i ever made was such a like photogenic amazing tasting banger that it's like well that's i guess sandwiches are out because i'm on top now and i can't make another one of these it's going to be shitty compared to this one yeah you uh you're stuck with tostadillas (laughs) (laughs) that makes me think like if you were a perfect chef or cooking person who's able to make everything the best it could be the first time would you just only make every dish exactly once and then when you reach the end of the human encyclopedia of dishes just never eat you just starve (laughs) well you you other people have to cook for you yeah you can't prepare your own food because you you went out on top (laughs) millions of times (laughs) over millions of dishes you just have to keep inventing new dishes well, but if you're if now, you, this here is a grilled cheese with no crust, and that's different. I feel like if you invent a new dish, though, like every time you invent a new dish, it is by default the best that that has ever been because it has never been before. That's true. It's impossible to fail. Yep. Maybe my Jabberwocky stew just tastes like shit. Maybe that's what it's supposed to taste like. Right. You don't know. Exactly. No one's ever made it before. So every night you would just have to invent a new meal and it wouldn't matter whether it tasted good or not. It's like, well, that one's out. And what a creative exercise to ruin creativity and food both simultaneously for yourself. I love it. How do we... Fu- okay, I'm, I'm jumping the gun. I'm just like, uh, <laughs> I'm being swept away on winds of philosophy here. I've been on, I haven't been on in a minute. Does the show still have an intro where you say the name of the show and the people on the show or do you, are you past that? Yeah, no, we, we need to do that part before we can talk about what animals know. <laughs> okay. Are you two ready to start the show? It started. Yeah. It started yeah, already. This, is, started this already. has been the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you gotta, you gotta do the say your name thing. You didn't tell me, I thought it was you watch a music video at quarter speed, not the entire show is a train wreck at quarter speed. Like that's a big... <laughs> thematic change that you've made since i was last on well you know can it be both uh, but yes uh, to, to be a professional for literally two seconds i am ready Topic oh no well, you do this to me every time though because you don't who's going first i'm minnesota and <laughs> I, I cannot possibly it's not my job to figure it out it's the guests it's my blood literally like revolts if I try to go first. Tyreek, um, do you want to rock, paper, scissors for it? Yes. With our okay. physical fists or with the emoji or something? I'm going to do it with my physical fist and we'll just honor system and you tell me what you got. Okay. You ready? Okay. One, two, three. Scissors. I also did scissors. God <laughs> <laughs> damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we both went on top as far as rock, paper, scissors goes, so we can't play so again. So you have to say it at the same time. You want, to, you want to go again? 
I'll, I'll just fucking say it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm, I'm Craig. And I'm Jim, and this is Topic Lords, the only place on the internet you can hear topics discussed. Tyreek, would you like to introduce yourself, or do you have anything to plug? Yeah, I'm Tyreek. I make video games. One of them is called Catacomb Kids. It's going to have an update real soon relative to recording this, so possibly in the past relative to your hearing it. Also, an album soon, probably. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Hmm. Look, look forward to that. I have a Bandcamp page. It's frror.bandcamp.com, and hopefully there will be more music on there very soon. It's pronounced but that's not how it's spelled. But just okay. when you read right. the when you read the title, that's my that's my stage name. That's my that's 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 how I want you to say it in your mind and with your lips. What is the funniest patch note for your upcoming update to Catacomb Kids? Oh, oh, I have to I have to open the changelog now, so give me one second to do that. I'm trying every permutation of what I thought you spelled your bandcamp was, and I'm getting a lot of <laughs> I'm getting a lot of wild shit that's not you. All right, I don't don't you say it. I, we have to figure it out together. F was it F R R O R? Yes, that R -R is correct. Oh, you gave you, you gave it away. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I was asking Ryan. <laughs> that is what I typed to the first. Okay, I got it right. Google does just doesn't want me to have it. It was like, you mean error, Bandcamp? And I'm like, no, Google, Sergey. Well, that's the joke. That's the point. <laughs> that's like what it's supposed to be playing on. That's your whole thing. Oh, man, that's subversive. Yeah. That's so subversive that, uh, I mean, it doesn't take much. It's a low bar, but it just whooshed right over my head. I don't know if anything is particularly funny. I'm sorry would to you, disappoint. Would you say it's a really like austere and, and dour changelog maybe? Maybe it's kind <laughs> of a, like a great expectations kind of. <laughs> yes. It's, well, it's, a li it's, it's kind of a sinister. It's got a sinister kind of. <laughs> That's kind an, of an ominous. Uh... <laughs> oh, here's, here it is. Uh, the funniest one is I renamed Dragon Breath to Bear Breath because dragons aren't real. That's exactly how I have it written in my changelog. It's <laughs> okay. That is that is pretty so, good. That's extremely good and and factual. It pains me to yeah. say, but yeah, uh, a, a grim window into the world in which we live, dragonless and dragon breathless, <laughs> and also into the world of Catacomb Kid, which is not the real world. But there are no dragons in that world either, because I have opinions <laughs> about dragons. And they're but clearly, because I was going to say, if you wanted there to be dragons, you could have snapped your fingers and also done a shitload of work and then made it happen. So nope. that's an agenda Instead, that you have. Yes, it is. Instead, all the bears in my world breathe fire. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> that's canon. It's extremely good. So you, know, you don't even have like Komodo dragons? Yeah, I'm in a second. You, anybody listening should check out Catacomb Kids. It looks dope as hell and <laughs> you should get on it. Oh, well, thank you. Well, my name's Ryan Ike. I am a uh, composer and sometimes sound designer for video games none of which I can talk about right now. You know, you can find me on uh, at Ryan Ike audio on Instagram or at Ryan Ike composer on Twitter, where I talk about games. I talk about audio. I talk about how to get into game audio. So if you're somebody who is looking to kind of find your way into that segment of the industry or just a, a creative freelancer in general, I like to give like a lot of talks about, you know, figuring out how to do this without killing yourself. Uh, yeah, it's a tricky, <laughs> it's a tricky tightrope to walk, but I, I try. So yeah, you can find me on there. And otherwise I'm working on uh, projects I can't say anything about which is boring as hell so uh, jim what about you yeah jim what do you have to plug uh oh wow I've <laughs> it's it's been i've it's been a while since i've had to introduce myself 
Yeah, so I'm 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 Jim. I uh, make a podcast called Topic Lords, and uh, <laughs> uh, I've made a series of video games called Frog Fractions that people like. And I am here to plug Salmiaki, the Finnish black licorice, salty licorice, which is a delicious treat for anybody who likes anise flavoring and salt. As usual, um, and this is just a, I could just hang this placard over my entire relationship with you. I don't know if you're joking. About the, about salty licorice? About anything ever, whenever you open your mouth. But that right. does, and I don't mean this as a judgment statement on you, that does sound like that does sound revolting. You know that, right? <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, that's okay. a, that's going to be a hard pass. More for me. For me. I, don't, I don't mind salt, <laughs> but the other the other half of that equation. I don't even is... mind anise. I I don't uh, I don't need them together. I tell you, the first the first <clears throat> time I tried salty licorice, I was I put it in my mouth and I was like, Ugh, and then I like chewed on it for a while. Just kept going, huh? Though. <laughs> Didn't want to give up on it. And then I was, and then I swallowed it and I was like, I'm ready for more of that. And it was just like, it, it took me like 20 seconds to turn it all around in my head. That's, that's called the sunk cost fallacy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I already burnt calories on chewing this fucking thing. So now it's kind of part of my personality. Well, you know what? Power to you, man. I wish you, I wish you and <laughs> your disgusting Scandinavian candidate all the best. Oh, thank you. We're getting married next year. That's going to be a beautiful ceremony. I'm just picturing like a giant human-sized licorice in a wedding gown. Yeah. See, now I'm revolted. That's that's where you <laughs> you draw the line there. <laughs> Not putting it in your mouth. The fact that it could dare to be anthropomorphic and <laughs> walk like a human. <laughs> well, you know, I it's it's because I got married in the middle of the summer and we were super sweaty. So like, so hot at your wedding. That's like all the all the salt is going to be sweated out. It's going to be right on the surface, so it's going to be all oh. crusty. Both of you, yeah. It's a salt lake. Yeah. So I've got to compete <laughs> with the deer for, <laughs> for the affections for the of my affection. wife. <laughs> my new wife. Yeah. But it's your special day, man. You you look into that disgusting piece of Candy's eyes and know that it's your bride and like it won't it won't matter how much condensation there is on this nasty piece of candy. Like <laughs> what matters is you have each other. That's true. That's beautiful. Until you eat her and then you have nothing. <laughs> so your right, wedding night, yeah, it'll be all over. <laughs> you know, you savor the you savor the licorice. Are we ready to start on some topics? Yeah, I'm ready. As ready as I can get uh, with that image still fully just lodged in my in my frontal lobe. Yes, Cyrik, your topic is: What do animals know? Do they know things? How do we find out? So yeah. good. I spend I feel like a lot of my brain time and energy thinking about animal cognition yeah. and how they know things and what they know. Like when I look at my cat and she looks at me, it's like obvious that she knows that she's looking at my face, I think. Like she's like she like looks at my face and like recognizes that's a face. But does she recognize the different parts of my face as like, oh, that's his nose and that's his mouth? Or like those are his ears, or like does she, and like does she like look at me and see me as like another animal? Or am I like some kind of great powerful being? Right. And like is she aware of her own nose and that it's <clears throat> analogous to yours? 
exactly yes like 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 can they can they draw those connections or is or am i like a completely sort of foreign object that she has learned to look in the direction of where the sound is coming out of my body yeah or this this is especially really interesting to me like when you get to like smarter animals like not just cats but like elephants and stuff that are super intelligent and have like uh burial rituals for their dead and stuff and then i read recently online that like they worship the moon and then i read later that that's not true at all somebody just lied and made that up but i totally believed it because it seems like a thing that could be plausible you know it's like they seem smart enough to be able to like form rituals and have some kind of understanding of the world and be able to exhibit altruism towards species other than themselves and stuff. So like, I want to know what they know, not in terms of like, I want to know what they know, but I want to know like, what do they know and how do they know it? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. This is so wild that you brought this up because I literally, it was like yesterday morning, my wife and I were taking our dogs out for their morning, like walk. And I brought up this. I hope this is what you're saying. Cause I, I think about this a lot too. my, dog uh who we got from a a guy who like bred dachshunds and our dog looks like a freak so something happened uh, (laughs) that she's not a purebred dachshund and he was like we're just gonna give these dogs to the pound if someone doesn't come get them so we adopted her as a puppy basically like barely had any time with her dog mother and so didn't have time to like have a lot of teaching happening and i was thinking about like she pooed and then did the thing dogs do where they like try to bury it Mm -hmm. and i was just like how does she how does she know to do this stuff I know they say, like, you have instincts and you have these things imprinted in your genes, but, like, fucking how? Like, no one ever showed her this. Ostensibly, it's to mask your scent so a predator doesn't find you, but, like, we live in, like, gentrified-ass, like, Ballard in Seattle. Like, what fucking predators? Like, she's never had that experience. How does she know to do this thing? Does she know what she's doing when she does it? Does she know she's, like, masking against predators just in case? Or is it just, like, an instinctual thing that your body does, like, pulling your hand away from a stove? Like, you don't have to think, this is hot and it'll burn me. I must move my appendage it's just like how aware is she of this process or any of the things that she does you know yeah like like will a dog do that if they haven't ever seen another dog do it if they don't learn it from a from their mom or whatever right and even if they see another dog do it how do they know that they should be doing it too do animals just watch another similar animal do a a behavior and go i should probably do that because we're the same and then do they know that they're this if it's their mom they do (laughs) it's your mommy do but then do they know that i'm the same as this yeah sort of like what tyreek was saying like does this cat know that its nose kind of maps onto a human nose sort of if a dog is watching its its parent dog you know do an activity like do they do they understand like i am a smaller version of this that came from you genetically they probably don't think (laughs) as far as the word genetics but like (laughs) (laughs) right i don't i don't think they know about the genetics but but they might like do they recognize like familial uh uh, sort of relationships and that sort of thing like okay i might not understand the genetic component but it's like oh this is mom this is dad dog you know and that sort of thing or like this is sister dog and brother dog like you bring up kind of an interesting point like with regards to to like them be having these instinctual behaviors And to me, that like brings up the obvious question, like, well, how much of human behavior is instinctual and like how much of the things that we do, like, I I don't have a child or interact with children, but Jim, I know you do that. So like, have you, (laughs) have you noticed your kid like exhibiting behaviors that you like did not teach him, but to seem to like come out of nowhere and accord with normal human behavior in some way that is like 
not directly teaching learning. Yeah. I mean, these days, I assume that he learned it from Blippi. <laughs> what is Blippi? <laughs> it's, a, it's a YouTube video series that he likes. Blippi was a, um, is a guy who was, before he was Blippi, he was a gross out comedian. Like, oh no. And then he uh, was like, he observed his nephew uh, watching bad YouTube videos and was like, huh, I could do better than that. <laughs> and now he's like one of the most successful YouTube uh, creators oh uh, by dressing up in like a orange and blue overalls uh, or suspenders and a hat and doing wacky dances and acting very enthusiastic about things. I want to be mad about that, but... Do you ever get mad that you didn't think of this first and just secretly be a blippy figure before he could be blippy and then you could like backdoor parents and, and raise your own child? <laughs> uh, I am, I am uh, not attractive enough to be a blippy. I, <laughs> I, I don't know about that, man. I think, uh, I, well, hold on. Okay, before I say anything, I better look up blippy. When I was doing my research on blippy, I also ran into this... Uh, a Reddit thread about a bunch of moms talking about how, how good Blippi's ass is. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah. This thing goes all the way to the bottom, doesn't it? <clears throat> uh, okay. I I think you could absolutely be a Blippi figure. Yeah, I think you're an attractive young gentleman. I did not expect Blippi to be this hot, though. <laughs> I don't know what I picture, but I picture kind of a, a love a lava lamp shaped individual. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he's, his fashion game is is obviously getting in the way. Because of his mm -hmm. thing, but like I, I don't know what I picture, but I didn't picture this. Do if a child sees a Blippy, just out in the world, like at the mall, if they see Blippy, do they know instinctually through their genes that that's Blippy, or you know, <laughs> like? If... No, I think they have to. I think they have to have watched the videos where he says his name. We're, we're spending way too much time on this when the original topic is super <laughs> interesting. So, um, yeah, my, I mean, my kid will is at the point where he's constantly putting new ideas together and doing creative things. But that doesn't actually speak to the topic either because he's a human. We already knew humans did that. Right. Uh, yeah, but like, there's a, isn't there like the thing where like, like very young babies can swim or something, right? No, I didn't but, know that. I mean, very young mm -hmm. babies will like smile when they see a human face. Right. And that's, yeah. that's purely instinct. That's not like, they're not actually happy to see you. <laughs> they're not happy to see you. <laughs> they're, they hate this experience. However, but my, I can't stop my face. I, I want to. I want to frown, but I can't. Uh, and they will. Uh, you know, if you put your finger in their hand, they will close their finger around it, their hand around it. That works for their feet too. Like they've got that reflex. Or if you put your finger like against their feet, they'll curl your toes toward their toes toward your finger. Wild. I think these are like to help the parent bond with the child uh, during like the time when the child is hardest to love. Oh, that's an interesting way of describing that. <laughs> when the child is just really being an abrasive piece of shit about everything. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like it gets bad. Because I was thinking they did that because like if they fell out of a tree, they could like grab a branch on the way down without having to think about it or something, you know. 
Like something brushes, if something brushes their hand, they just instinctively close their hand so that they grab the branch or whatever. That you know? might be a thing. I don't know. I've never dropped the child out of a tree. Every, every time you stick your finger, every time you stick your finger in your son's hand and he closes it around you, just internally he's screaming, imagining plummeting out of a tree. So, you know, just limit that interaction if you can, because you don't want to, you don't want to give him a complex. I'm really interested in the last, I'm sorry, the last part of the question, like the, how do we find out? Well, we can't know. We can't know even for other humans. Are you um, familiar with the concept of the pea zombie or philosophical zombie? I, uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Am vaguely. I keep. I these, there are a lot of things that I hear about multiple times and then forget about them before I hear about them again. And this is one of those things that I've heard about like on four separate mm-hmm. occasions, and then every time in between, I don't remember the actual like specifics of it. Yeah. Uh, the The idea of a pea zombie is that. They are organisms that look and behave exactly like humans, but have no interiority. So they do not have inner experiences, but their their meat produces the same response to, you know, you can have a conversation with them. They just aren't actually thinking in there. It's just the, the chemical processes playing out. Is, like if they laugh at a joke, it, it sounds perfectly natural to me, but they do not internally go, that is funny, and I process that as humor. Right. There's just nothing happening. Right, right. You say it like it's just chemical processes playing out. That's kind of how I already think of most, like, humans. Well, yeah, and this is – that's the interesting <laughs> part of the question is, like, the only reason that I assume other humans have interiority <laughs> is that I self-evidently to myself have it. Like, I have – experiences within me that I that I perceive that no one else can perceive and I can't perceive anybody else's so I just trust that they have them and I also trust that animals have them my intuition is that their behavior is sophisticated enough that I feel like there must be some sort of there must be some kind of thought going on in there some kind of thought and memory and emotion but how alien is the thought. How translatable would any thought be if, if there were some kind of means of translation and we were able to like parse what a dog is thinking. I know, right? Into human, into like some kind of human, human translatable language. How much of it would be like, oh, dog sees face, dog sees ball, dog chase ball, have fun, you know, that yeah. sort of thing versus just like some completely unfathomable paradigm that is completely alien to us where it's like, oh, the dog sees the ball and the ball is, is like the globe, but the globe is the world and the world is the, yeah. I don't know, like, <laughs> like, like just like something, something where it's like, oh, of course, you know, things that we take for granted as aspects of being living creatures but because we can't have that insight into other creatures, I, I just, I want to know. I want to know what they yeah, know. Yeah. I want to know so bad. If, <laughs> if it were even possible to do, it would be like the problem of translating Japanese to English turned up to 11, you know, just like oh, the, all the localization issues that you have between people of two different nationalities, except it's two different species. <laughs> yeah. Oh, meta- metaphors would be all messed up. <laughs> Translating a metaphor, translating a dog metaphor into yeah. human. Well, that's like a thing I've actually wondered a lot, and I'm going to sound like such an idiot in like four seconds. But what if animals have like a an animal slash like primitive version of metaphor? You know, like that seems like a human construct. But like, yeah. what if on some level they have been like this thing I'm experiencing or seeing right now is, I guess it'd be more of an analogy, but like like, and then this other 
you know, not completely, but somewhat related thing. Like, what if they do that? We right. think of that as such a human construct. Like, but what if they're doing like rudimentary versions of like metaphor and simile and analogy and like these these constructs that we think are like part of like our poetry and like our, our prose and shit when we're getting highfalutin <laughs> with, with like writing and stuff. But like, what if they do that on some level? There was, a, I think it was a Gary Larson far side cartoon that posited uh, so that someone had invented a device that would translate the language of dogs into human speech. Uh, and what it did was that every time the dog barked, it said, hey. <laughs> I remember that one. Oh, good. <laughs> I didn't make it up. I'd be fine with that too. Because hey still feels like a, a human... <laughs> still feels kind of like a human construct because when you want someone's attention or you want to exclaim we don't just go and just like make a nothing like vocal sound we still form i mean sometimes sometimes though you can spell hey using the ipa but like hey is like a word we have all agreed on apparently in our culture that means pay attention to me or you have wronged or surprised me in some way mm-hmm. and what if what if some animals have a specific sound for something like that and we'll never fucking know that's the thing though is like is like it's really interesting because like like I said this is something I think about a lot and sometimes I like read about these sorts of things and or come across articles and um, there are certain animals that are able to apparently use their you know noises that they make animal noises to us but to convey very specific information about for instance predators and that sort of thing like meerkats like will make noises to denote predators that are coming but they're it's like it's not just oh there's here's a noise for predator it's like a modular system akin to language where it's like they can put parts of these things together to denote like oh there are multiple like medium-sized predators on the ground coming from the east you know or they can like do a different bark to, to denote like oh there are three large birds yeah just overhead yeah. and and there are multiple different species of animals that that have sort of this kind of ability to very specifically denote like qualities of creatures or situations to others of their kind and it's like well they have they have to have some kind of understanding of what they're communicating they have to know stuff do they like yeah they have to know stuff right like that doesn't seem like that can be instinctual they must know things if they can <laughs> decipher that like so i think there there's probably an experiment out there that has determined whether the meerkat language is innate well that's the other thing is they can have accents based on regionality <laughs> so like depending on where you are or what what meerkat colony you're you're studying all right like their calls will differ based on the population that you're studying and it'll differ like very locally within that population yeah that does sound like it's a learned language then yeah yeah Anyway, I don't know that we can conclude this topic at all ever, but it's something I think about a lot. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, same same here. So I was really glad you brought it up because I was like, the idea of not only like to what extent animals have like sentience or whatever, but like what shape is it? It might not even be on the same spectrum as ours, you know? It might not be like, oh, yeah. they are- Right, exactly. They know stuff, but they aren't as smart in the way that we're smart. So they know less or something, or they don't know as fully. It might just be like, yo, they understand shit. In a, on a different axis that we can't even conceive or measure. Right. Or some animals do and some don't. Maybe that freaky shrimp with like that can see colors that no one else on earth can see, like, you know, is the smartest <laughs> living thing just in, in, in a metaphorical sense, you know, not in like the way that humans measure intelligence. That's a great point. Like, what if I think people keep them as pets sometimes? And so now I'm just like imagining. I think it's a mantis shrimp just in someone's aquarium looking out into the world of their human owner 
and they're just seeing ghosts and shit. <laughs> like they're, just, like, they're just like looking beyond the veil. The walls are bleeding all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah, it's like like wait, what? How, how, like, it's like how, how do you, you live eat? like this? Yeah. Like, they, but if you were to ask them, they would just be like, "What are you talking about? This is just this is just the way things this are. This is Earth. Yeah, it's just life." Yeah. Oh, you don't see those? Wild. How do you know where to step? You're stepping on ghosts all the time. <laughs> You're covered in fucking ectoplasm, dog. I can't believe you don't see that. Wipe it off. Gross. Wipe it off. You're disgusting. Yeah. This. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and just think about that for the rest of my life. If everyone's cool with that. <laughs> are we ready for another topic? Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, your topic is, can we all just be adults and admit that invisibility sucks as a superpower? Yeah. Can we? Because like... When you were, if you, or as an adult, but when you were a kid and you played this game of like, what superpower would you want? Or you're playing like superheroes or whatever with your friends and like, you all choose what you can do. Like, nobody picks that. Because what can you do with it? If you had a superpower in your regular life. Let's be real here. What you do, what everybody who says they would pick invisibility, what they want to do is like sneak into the women's locker room. Exactly. So that's what I mean. It's like the it's like the denizen of like perverts and like deviants. Like are the only ones who want invisibility. There are also like not to advocate for perving and, and being creepy, but there are also other better <laughs> sure. powers to do that's the same thing. Point. Yeah. Yeah. You could. What if you could ask for project? Then you don't even have to worry about like while you're being a pervert, like being yep. caught. Like right. you're just your consciousness is in there. Fine. Yeah. Invisibility. Like so. Two things about invisibility. One is that like. When you're like just walking around, there's a lot of give and take when like you're passing somebody on the street, like you're dodging them, but they're also dodging you and suddenly you have to do all the work, even more so when you're crossing the street. That shit's dangerous. And the other thing is, if you're invisible, that means light passes right through you without touching your retinas, so you're also blind. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or bends around you, but either either way, you're, you're screwed. Right. Maybe your eyeballs are the only part of you that's well, visible. In, <laughs> like an Ubisoft glitch or something. <laughs> in in Quake, the ring that turns you invisible turns you invisible except for your eyeballs. I think it was exactly because they had that conversation internally. That's what I'm saying. Like, not even to get too much into the science of it, but if only your eyeballs are visible, are visible, then guess guess what, dog? You're not fucking invisible. You're a floating <laughs> pair of eyeballs, very much <laughs> able to be seen by the naked eye of other people. But so, like, your power sucks. I, People are very willing to dismiss things that they don't understand. So if they see a pair of floating eyeballs, they're not, they're going to doubt themselves and be like, ah, that, I'm not seeing what I'm seeing. And you can get, you can probably still get away with quite a lot, especially considering a floating pair of eyeballs, probably a little harder to notice. So like, even if you're not fully, fully invisible. Yeah. You just put on a pair of sunglasses and then people won't even see the... I was, damn it, you beat me to it. Yeah, just go to the mall kiosk and be like, whoop, like, what's up now? So, here's the part that really bothers me is... So, there's a... In, in the in the anime uh, My Hero Academia, one of the, like, characters in the hero, like, school course, their power is invisibility, but they're, they can't turn it off. They're just an, an invisible person forever. All the time, yeah. But it also doesn't transfer to their clothes. So, in order to, like, actually use her power, she basically just has to be naked and... Mm-hmm. The only way they can like represent where she is so that you know what's happening in a scene is for her to just like wear gloves and shoes. So she's just a a floating (laughs) pair of gloves and shoes. And it just seems like the most inconvenient, least useful thing in the world to have no one be able to see you 
only if you're always naked and 100%. also very uncomfortable and like you can't do anything in any kind of cold environment because you have to put on clothes to stay warm. And it's, it's it, I don't know, it, that, that, that bugs me. Yeah. I love that show. There's so much attendant shit with it. Like if you're in the kind of scenario where like you're a superhero or you're in a combat situation, invisibility sucks because if you're going to be like a spy, like Tyreek is saying, you probably have to get naked or get some, at least get some crazy like nanotech that they come up with some bullshit reason why when you go invisible, it also goes invisible. And then right. why don't you just wear the fucking suit then? What do you need a power for if the suit can just go invisible too? So that's bullshit. You also need to like learn a martial art or become skilled at combat just with your own stupid body. Like if I'm, if I'm Superman, I can just, I don't need to be good at like jujitsu. I can just like hit a guy. It doesn't matter if I, it's a good punch, like it's going to obliterate him. But if I'm invisible and I like sneak behind enemy lines, I still need to like teach myself like Wang Chung or something. Or it's like, well, what am I doing back here? Even in the fucking Fantastic Four, Sue Storm, the only member of the group that has invisibility, her shit was so lame. They had to also give her force field powers, which are way doper than her invisibility. Like they still had to be like, this sucks. And like give her a second thing, which feels like the comics industry admitting like this blows actually, you know? That's the other thing that I always thought was kind of... Kind of weird about the Fantastic Four specifically is they have like two of the lamest, in my opinion, powers on the same team, <laughs> which is invisibility and stretching. Stretching like, sucks. Thank you for saying that, for being brave. These are both bad powers, and yet you put them like all in one place. So, and you married I, mean, them. I guess, yeah. So, I guess thanks for keeping them out of the rest of Herodom. Uh, <laughs> for quarantining them in one nuptial with each other, yeah. I guess. Last episode, we discussed uh, the idea of how different cultures delineate the world differently. Uh, I posited the idea that there might be a culture that like when they say the word, their word for human, they mean like the like the being that we would consider human minus the left foot and plus the hat. <laughs> <laughs> and so in that culture, the left foot wouldn't be invisible. It would just, you'd just be a left foot walking around. Oh, because, okay. But wouldn't somebody freak what? out if they, <laughs> I'm barely grasping onto that, to be honest. If, <laughs> I don't I don't understand this. Wouldn't you, you'd still be visible because wouldn't people in that culture not be used to seeing just a, a foot, even if they don't consider the foot and the hat part of a human being? Yeah, they would be like, oh, that's a disembodied thing that hangs from the, the <laughs> bottom of our left leg. But why is it moving around on its own, would they not say? Yeah. Uh-huh. But they just wouldn't think... A human is invisible. They think, well, the weird non-human portion below the ankle that we all have connected to us is doing its own shit. That's wild. Also, also the thing we wear on our heads that's not human. But your hat would be invisible. I got to admit, I thought I had a hold on that one, but I didn't. I (laughs) fell off the underside of the plane trying to cling to it. That's okay. This is... This is not an idea that is important enough that I feel the need to spend 20 minutes conveying it. I feel like I kind of have to ask now is what superpower would you have? What Actually, here's an interesting question. What's the worst superpower that you would settle for? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, that I would settle for? Like I, I would be I, I would be happy to need like 10 minutes less sleep. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just like good. you don't have to snooze. That's it. Like you don't have to hit snooze. You can just get up. You're still fucking tired, but you feel good because you're like, I beat my phone. I didn't have to do it. <laughs> I got up when my alarm said. <laughs> yeah. you know? That's a very yeah. I like that. I would like to. I can feel my body like beginning to treat dairy uh, more and more like a poison, which it is. Uh, mm. 
And I would like it to just be like, you know what? You can have a cheese curd and you won't shit your pants ever. It'll still hurt your tummy. I want that to be very clear, but it won't like it won't wreck your you won't be a day. That doesn't seem like you're asking a lot to me. Like it seems like it's uh pretty it seems like it should just come standard with being a person. Yeah, but it doesn't. That's the thing. No. And the opposite, in fact. <laughs> Quite the contrary. Uh I, I will say the the I think the stupidest canonical power that I would take would be Jubilee from the X-Men. Because she can just like hold up her hands and just kind of make like lights. Like fireworks and shit. She like makes sparkles and yeah. Really? really? Yeah. That's a power? That's that's kind of it. Eventually they like, they went hard on her in the comics and she's like, I forget, like a samurai at one point. They like lost their minds with her. But yeah, really? most of the time she's just wow. like, yeah, they, they wilded out because they were like, um, they pulled a Sue Storm and they were like, this kind of sucks actually. <laughs> Let's give her a bunch of other shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, so is this, is this is a member of this team that's just like, oh, I learned how to fight. Like that's that's her superpower. <laughs> Basically, I can do stage lights and I can kick a guy. Yeah, there's a couple of people on the Avengers that are just like, you know, here's a guy with a bow and arrow and he's really good at it. Like he just practiced a lot. That's his uh -huh. whole, that's his thing. <laughs> <laughs> his superpower yeah. is practice. Yeah. And his, his diligence, yeah. yeah. Diligence, yeah. Yeah, I think being able to just make tiny fireworks to to no effect other than to kind of like mildly dazzle at social events, that I I'd be okay with that. Get yeah. real fast. Yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty nice actually. I'd like to do card tricks, not even as a superpower. <laughs> I should just learn some card tricks. <laughs> yeah, there's you know it's out there. <laughs> I was I was gonna say this is attainable. <laughs> Are we talking like counting cards or are we talking like, you know, you cut a grapefruit in half and like the guy's six of clubs is like in there? I'm thinking like the kind of stuff that might be on like Penn and Teller's Fool Me or Fool Us or whatever, but that probably <laughs> wouldn't fool them. Oh, so you don't want to do convincing. You'd just be satisfied with being <laughs> yeah. on the show. No, like making making stuff like appear in fruit. That, that all, that's so weird. That's, that's just, yeah. <laughs> that's so wasteful you've just ruined a good perfectly good piece of fruit <laughs> wait what's who's to say that grapefruit isn't still edible i bought <laughs> you can't eat magic dunce well it's got magic in it now you that's can't eat magic better it's more del more delicious it's magically delicious i bought that fucking cantaloupe at whole foods it cost me nine dollars eric <laughs> and now i can't eat it because you hollowed it out to put my stupid playing card in it i'd be incensed i'd be pretty pissed off actually <laughs> Are we ready for another topic? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So my topic is, where's the machine learning startup promising to fix concert videos where the audience claps on one and three? <laughs> this is this, this one and three thing. Like, I don't know how much of this, of the audience of this show knows about time signatures, but when you, you know, you're, you're listening to a music, a song in four, four, you're supposed to clap on the two and the four because that's where snares go in the, in rock music. And people don't know this. People are like, like the general audiences will just naturally clap on, mm -hmm. on one and three because they think one is the start of it. So that's where you clap. They just don't know any better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I, I, I remember seeing this fantastic uh, concert video where the, the, there's a pianist playing, people are clapping on one and three. And he just throws uh, an extra beat into one of the. He, he was playing in four four, but he just plays mm -hmm. one bar of five four. That was Harry Connick Jr. did that. Yeah, just to just to trick them. Yeah, you you know this video. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's yeah, brilliant. It was, it was really good. And then like you can see the drummer like celebrating in the background. <laughs> it's, it's murder on the drummer. <laughs> yeah, we did that. At, we were in a high school band, but we did something uh, pretty much the same thing. Like we, we kind of practice like we know they're going to clap on one and three. So let's just like do when we get to the solo section where we have them do this, let's just put it in a measure of five, four. They'll never fucking notice. And then after that, they'll be on. And it's like it works every time. Yeah, that's great. That's really funny. We do need we we do need a machine learning startup though to just like just fucking cut it and sync it. I don't I don't know anything about technology. I don't know how you do it, but like please fix it so that at least if I wasn't there in the crowd and I'm watching it after, I don't have to suffer again as someone who knows they should be on two and four. So this okay. could be something that YouTube just does automatically. <laughs> should just be yeah in this in the settings menu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my question is, would it only? deal with the audio or would it also fix the video to make it l so that people look like they're clapping on on the proper beats as well <laughs> uh, you know i'm not sure that i care that much about the i care i gotta say it i really kind of <laughs> need you to go for the gold like take this thing out to uh cet and just get it tested and get it to change the visuals as well because if i hear it on two and four hell yeah i'm in heaven until yeah. they do that like big sweep of madison square garden i can see all these idiots clapping on one and three that's gonna make me so mad me specifically <laughs> <laughs> that it's out of sync <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah what you have to do is like uh those shots they just have to offset them but just the shots with the audience in them not right. the shots with the band really kind of just the wide huge stadium shots with the crowd because if they show if you see like the guitarist kind of like medium to close focus and a bunch of the crowd but they've offset that video to match the now offset audio you're going to see now that the guitarist isn't doing what they look like they're doing right so it's got to be only wide shots yeah this is this problem is getting harder and harder <laughs> or you pixelate the fuck out of the guitarist when it's close in <laughs> and you're yeah uh, there was a music video that I can't remember. I can't remember what it is, but it has this really off-putting thing right at the beginning where like it's close up on like a drum kit being played and like whoever edited the video didn't know the sounds of the kick drum and the snare drum and they had them reversed. <laughs> yeah. You know what would be an amazing prank is building a snare drum that sounds like it looks like a snare drum, but it sounds like a bass drum and vice versa. And actually, like putting that kid in front of a, an audience, I'm getting I'm getting physically ill. <laughs> this is this conversation is taking a mental toll on me specifically. Okay, so you would make like the the crash symbols sound like hats or something, and then oh my god, I don't know if that's even possible. Oh my god! Or if they sounded like the toms? Are you are you kidding me? Like, wait, yeah, you would need you would need like triggers, and you'd have to do sample playback for that to to happen. But or just have like a really wild mic routing setup where you've got I don't know a little automated like fucking hammers or something that hit the actual drum that you have wired it to sound like. So you hit the crash and a little mallet. <laughs> And then also like a little a little hand to mute the sound of the symbol so you don't hear the <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's turning into Mr. McGorham's Wonder Emporium real quick here. I'm glad we're solving this problem. This is as important as the, the YouTube uh, swapping the claps around. I'm not trying to be stupid or be like way over the top sci-fi here, but this does actually kind of feel attainable to me. Like this does feel like in you know, 50 years or something, this could be a thing you just go down into the settings 
of YouTube and be like, just fix it. Uh, honestly, I, I could see it happening in five. Like we're doing so much weird unexpected shit with with machine learning at this point yeah i can't wait i thought we were still talking about the drums for a second and you, i thought you were gonna say just go down into the settings of your drum yeah <laughs> that comes with your drum kit like you know <laughs> the drop down menu that comes with every That's drum definitely set. gonna take 50 years you know my drum kit does have a setting <laughs> it does have a settings it's not a drop down because it's just a lcd display but yeah for you this is actually achievable is it not like you could you could hack your drum your electric drum kit to like have all the wrong sounds on the wrong paths. It's just not as satisfying because visually I'm like, whatever you hit. Yeah. You hit a black circle. I wouldn't even need to, to change the settings. I just unplug wires from one uh, jack and plug them into another. Yeah. That takes the magic out of this whole thing. See, I want, mm. I want someone to like have a double bass pedal in front of a kick down drum and be doing like a metal solo. And then all you hear is like the hi-hat. Like, like that would be, you know, I need the visual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's way more fun with a, an acoustic kit. This feels like something that could be commissioned. I wonder how much it would cost to commission just here. Give me a backwards wrong <laughs> drum kit. Yeah, just really Dr. Seuss this shit for me. Just let's go, just go to Fiverr and see uh, who will who'll say yes first. <laughs> who will build you uh, a drum kit that defies science and logic for roughly $27? Are they, are they allowed to charge $27 on Fiverr? Some things do, but it's never, you know, you're dangerously, I need you to understand you're on the knife's edge of sending me into the rant zone because I notoriously hate Fiverr so fucking much. And like, I, I'm trying to restrain myself, but oh, I, I understand. Yeah. I've seen people charge like upwards of 30 bucks for shit, but it's always like, I will score your entire like feature film for $30. So it's still like a sliver <laughs> of a percentage point of a fraction oh, of what okay, it should so be. I, I was like waffling over there. Does he mean, does he hates it because you can charge for $30 on it? No, I hate it because it's wildly exploitative and it, it thrives on being exploitative of people. But yeah, yeah, no, I f fuck that website. <laughs> are you you're not sponsored by Fiverr on this show, are we? Because I got a I got a lot of backpedaling to do. If so uh, we don't have any sponsors and probably never will unless like that company that sells boxes of of tropical bananas <laughs> over the, that sends you to the sends them to you over the mail unless they get in touch with me. <laughs> which they should yeah they're leaving business on the table the other solution i see to this is not necessarily machine learning but just could you not start for live shows just hire hire an audience to come into the same space like the next day while they're doing post-production on <laughs> cutting the video of the live show together and just have them clap on two and four and then you just only show whenever you're gonna you just cut the video together so that you only see the staged audience the other way you could do it is just like you start playing the song and when the audience gets it wrong, you're like, hold <laughs> it, hold it, guys. <laughs> Did you pay 126 bucks to fuck it up? Like, what are we doing here? We're trying to play some, some, some music here. Can you please not just, just not. Teach, teach a man to clap and then will uh, be better for all life. Give a man the clap and uh, are, are we ready for another topic? Yes. For this topic, yeah. we're going to be watching Britney Spears' Toxic at one quarter speed. Are you ready? All right. I'll, yep, I'm ready. I'll count down from three and then we hit play on zero. Three, two, one, play. And we're off. Birds flying right into the camera. Oh, I didn't realize how bad these... <laughs> how low poly these city. birds were until now. Yeah, that's the magic of one quarter speed is, is seeing all the... I see all the faults. Yeah. Okay, how bad is this cockpit transition going to be as we zoom into this plane? Pretty bad. 
That looks like a stretched out JPEG. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I just realized through the uh, through the peephole of the cockpit door. Do cockpit doors have peepholes? Yeah, good question. I don't know. It seems like a thing they might have in case you wanted to check and see if there was a hijacking going on. Right. Brittany's nails look fucking amazing. We can all agree on that. From from which side? Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Either way, yeah. It looked like it was like, an outward-facing <laughs> people where, like, you could, <laughs> like, see what was going on in the main cabin. Yeah. I think this is the outfit that stewardesses had to wear in the 50s before, uh, before they had the right to vote. <laughs> it's not funny that women couldn't vote. It's just I didn't expect uh, <laughs> expect your chronology to be so all over the place. I think they should. I think they should bring these back uh, for everybody. Any flight attendants, oh yeah, regardless of gender, you should maybe you know maybe the cleavage could go away for everyone, but those shoulder pads that's commanding. No one's gonna get up in your face and be like, you know, bring me another this or like, how I've never been treated like this in my. They're just gonna like immediately like shrink themselves. No one's going to give any guff to a flight attendant with uh, pauldrons. <laughs> yeah, if you've right. got epaulets, guess what, <laughs> motherfucker? You command the cabin. I don't care if there's military on board or not. I like the idea that uh, maybe the, the way they distinguish between the genders is that you wear the hat on the left or the right. <laughs> or the center, if that's who you are. Or backwards, whatever you... Yeah, but you yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you're non-binary, you're, you're right down the middle. It's like a hanky code. Oh, rude. She just poured champagne on a gentleman's area. I don't know how much you guys... Uh, do you describe <laughs> the video for listeners as it's going, or do you just... We, we do, but like I, I edit, this, I edit these vi- the video sections more lightly than the rest of the show because I am hoping that some viewers at least will... Uh, will dip in. Will queue up yeah. the video and watch it themselves. In, in, uh, yeah. Brittany's earrings are a lot... They sort of look like a kid's like connect set or something like they 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 look like they're fun for all ages and that you could learn a lot by assembling them. They kind of look like they remind me of the Mandelbrot set. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) I was thinking of just some animal paws. (laughs) Some toe beans. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good look. You can't, Brittany, you can't kiss a pasture. You can't fucking do that. I don't care that this came out in the 90s. You can't do that. (laughs) There's there's like I've seen like seven lawsuits to Northwest Airlines in the first good God, we're only 50 seconds in. (laughs) And we, yeah, we were already at the, the highlight of the video, which is this, uh, nerd, (laughs) this fucking loser with his sandwich (laughs) (laughs) that, that Brittany is literally railroading into the bathroom so she can make out with him. Teach him to have some self-esteem. This is still, this is, they can barely fit in there. This is still the biggest airline bathroom I've ever seen in my life. Like, this is a New York studio apartment. It's <laughs> insane. And he just accidentally turned on the water. I don't know if that's supposed to be a metaphor for something. <laughs> Was that an accident? It looked pretty yeah, intentional. I mean, well, I mean... In, in slow well, yeah, motion. Yeah, that's, that's the trick of slow motion is everything looks like it's on purpose. <laughs> this is the most intentional way to watch anything. <laughs> you watch The Lord of the Rings like this and you're like, man, they really fucking meant to take that random order, didn't they? The entire oh, shit. She just ripped his face off. Now he's a conventionally she, she off his face. <laughs> it's a nightmare. It's a horror show. Now he's a conventionally attractive Scandinavian man. Right. And was all the time. It was just uh Now it's sexy that he had that sandwich. It's like very authoritative the way he held it and like the little bite mark out of it. Now I like it in retrospect. <laughs> the ill fitting suit looks great on him now. 
<laughs> looks amazing on that. Well, because it was for his his actual persona's body type. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I I can see the 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 sub the blippy subreddit moms talking about this guy's ass right now. <laughs> talking about what great this guy's ass is. <laughs> this guy my kids love. So I guess a, a thing I'm learning about myself watching this is that I really find it aggressively uh, displeasing to watch two people make out at a quarter speed of anything. <laughs> it's, it's really <laughs> uh, <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing to get from this. Yeah, it's not super pleasant. <laughs> I don't remember this part at all. He came out of the bathroom and they're just like in a yeah, city. She's got a red wig. She's got crazy sunglasses. We're in Paris. Obviously, I never noticed this was in Paris. So thank you for this experience. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm learning a lot. Like there's this dude who is a motorcycle. Oh, he's riding a motorcycle. I, I, for a second, I thought they were trying to like. Oh, I thought I thought he was the motorcycle. Too. I really, I kind of want to stick with the narrative. Unless I see him get off this bike, he is still the motorcycle. I'm <laughs> actually, I'm just gonna stick with that. Yeah, right, he's a centaur. <laughs> uh, yeah, bike tower. Yeah. I mean, look at his. He's got the same emotionless face as the front piece of the motorcycle. Like he's, he knows no feeling, only drive. Yes. Yeah. This is the same organism. According to that culture that, that discounts his left <laughs> foot, they definitely think the motorcycle is part of his, part of his crotch. Her glasses seem extremely difficult to see through. Well, that she's being responsible. That's why she's not driving. Yeah. That's why she's just <laughs> riding Ollie on the back. It's like if someone turned a bunch of insect eyes into sunglasses. <laughs> Do you think those eyes are wired up to her, her own neurons so that She's seeing like a thousand insects at once. I like that because then her peripheral vision is insane and this is <laughs> yes. actually highly safe driving what she's doing. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, that jump, that jump looked real bad. That was a very bad looking jump. <laughs> not, not a convincing jump. This is some Forsaken from N64 level uh, oh. <laughs> environment design right now. <laughs> oh, geez, Louise. What is now, going I could on? swear this went up a building at some point. What the fuck is happening? Did this this turn into like a Batman like Sega CD game? What's going on? <laughs> when it cuts to her in the white void in like her sparkly outfit, she always looks like disappointed in me. I don't like the sparkles on that suit. They're too random and they they look like just like shiny dirt. <laughs> it's it's just like flecks of shiny it's, dirt. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> It's like a sparkly Jackson Pollock that she just wrapped around herself. Jackson Pollock would have more coverage than oh, that. That's true. He, he used his paint. Oh, that's the name of the video. It's there. Oh, is this the, the cell phone she stole from that guy in the bathroom? You didn't tell me it was like a, like a laboratory. <laughs> yeah, it's like a laboratory key from Resident Evil. Like Some kind of hacking ninja star. <laughs> All right, so I'm in love with the computers in this room that I never noticed before that are just straight up like light bright... <laughs> <laughs> like LED like configurations. Yeah. <laughs> I loved Lightbright, man. Oh man, Lightbright. I loved Lightbright as a kid. Okay, she's got the secret of the ooze. So I'm excited for the eventual pivot into Ninja Turtles 2. Oh, wow. You just stepped right in the laser. I thought she was going to step over it, but no, apparently she's not that well, good. Well, <laughs> We're all <laughs> the the commentary stopped because if you're not watching the video, Brittany is trying to like dodge dance her way between laser grids, and we all like started holding our breath. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all very excited to oh find God. out is she gonna 
Is she going to be cut in half by these lasers? <laughs> the, t- the tension is palpable. Yeah. Shh, everyone, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shh, don't make any noise. <laughs> even though you've already tripped right, the alarm. Even though there's incredibly loud music playing right now. It's non diegetic yeah. music. Oh, it's just in Britney's head only. Oh, right, right. So she's just dancing to nothing. Her tripping the laser doesn't trip an alarm system of any kind. It just turns on the death laser grid. So like when it's when a janitor comes into this facility like once a month to give it a deep clean, he finds like fifteen corpses in this hallway, and he's like, "What the fuck?" (laughs) Now we're in a shower, or someone's in a. Oh man, there's a lot of YouTube's algorithm. (laughs) There's a lot of shrapnel, and YouTube's algorithm is really falling down on me. Yeah, there's so much this going on here. This explains why I just don't remember this stuff, is that it just goes by so fast at normal speed that you just can't internalize yeah. it at all. Well, like, I also wouldn't blame anyone for getting this single music video mixed up with, like, like and thinking it was three separate music videos. 100%. Yeah. Well, it's like Jupiter ascending. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was not incorrect about the verticality on the building. It's just that she's got suction cups, which she apparently didn't need because she's got an eight-floor vertical oh. leap. Right. No problem. <laughs> Their hair color keeps well, she's changing. she's a spy. That's what they do. That's another superpower <laughs> that I would accept. Just being able to be like... Or are these just cloned alter egos? Wait, is this the hot Scandinavian guy from the plane? Am I just putting that together? Yeah, with a different hair color, maybe? Didn't he have facial hair in the plane? Or was it... Am I making well, that up? it's another night in Paris, so he could have shaved. No, his facial hair is just skin colored. <laughs> Okay. The bed doesn't have great lumbar support. I looked real stiff. <laughs> Wait, so a lumbar support is like a, a stiff iron bar that jabs into your back. Do you want one of those in your bed? <laughs> I, I've never tried. I've never partaken. Maybe it would solve a lot of things for yeah, me. Fair enough. Yeah, maybe it, make, maybe it improves things somehow. Whoa. Oh my God, yeah. Jeez, she has apparently Hulk yeah. strength where she lifted him up with a single hand and threw him. <laughs> yeah, like whipped him by his belt. But gently enough that she didn't just like rip the belt off of him. Or shake him like a like a rabid like dog and like snap his spine like dislocated disc. Speaking of superpowers, another thing that always bothers me is when somebody is falling and they get rescued by someone who like flies down to save them, but they don't take into account the velocity or like direction change. And so they like save them in a way that would like if physics applied be worse than actually hitting the ground because they've suddenly completely changed yeah, direction. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh, you you should you should you should still be dead. Yeah, you need a You have to do a lot more math, buddy. You should you should, everything you should need be broken a right now. Deceleration, yeah. I mean, not to be the a parody of myself, but that's what yeah. happened to Gwen Stacy in the Spider-Man comics is he saved her with a web and it snapped her neck because she just was like, well, I guess my body's still falling. That's, that's dark. Dark. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Off topic also. Is this her cover <laughs> and she's back on the plane because, or was that all a fantasy she had? Maybe that was all just a fantasy and she's just like... <laughs> I was just going to say at work, like I, <laughs> I would probably subject myself to like fantasies of being like a, a sexy, like globetrotting spy if I had to be on a plane to Hong Kong for like 19 fucking hours. Also, apparently this like passenger plane is, has the design of like a is, fighter jet. I was going to say that's a really weird like plane shape for there to be like just normal ass people yeah, on it. That's some Elon Musk bullshit. Yeah. And the birds are incredibly fast because they are keeping pace with it. Oh, they're drafting. <laughs> it's it's going really slow. Good Mario Kart. <laughs> and the video's over. We did it. That's a. I see why you all do this now because that is a 
my wife and I are, are big nineties music dorks. And like, we've seen that one a bunch and like, it's a different experience to watch, <laughs> to watch it yeah. at a quarter speed over it, 12 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. We watched uh call me by your name at quarter speed and that was pretty special. Oh man. I'm going to have to dip into that. Uh, you should listen to that episode while, while watching it. I, I, I think I will, I will do exactly that thing. I think I have one more topic. Ryan, your topic is what mundane tool slash item slash technology do you wish were irrelevant and what would you replace it with? Yeah, I think about this a lot too because I feel like there are a lot of like little things that we deal with in our daily life all the time that nobody likes, but no one is willing to put forth the effort to just dispose of. So like one of my, one of my many is just like a twisty tie for like bread. I fucking hate those. They're not satisfying to twist. They never really like stay. You lose them all the time. They're annoying to use. They don't look aesthetically good. There's like nothing good about them. And I would replace them with fucking, I mean, if I had to like gun to my head, actually be true to the question, I would be like, just start designing bread bags so that they do the thing that like coffee bags do where like you got like the little, the elastic things are like built in and you fold it up and then you bend these like, you know, wire things over the side. So it stays that way. And it's just built in. You can't lose it. But if I'm being real, what I would actually replace it with is fucking nothing. Cause you just spin the bag and you fold it under and then everything's fine. We don't have to live this farce. You can just, you can just live like that. You don't need to invent anything. How do you feel about those clips that like are little squares that are made of plastic? I, I actually despise those <laughs> pretty pretty heavily as well. Those are yeah. even worse. They're such a pain in the dick <laughs> to get back on. You have to like spin the, the bag so tight to get like this cone of plastic that is thin enough that you can clip it back on. And at that point, again, like why do I... Mm. Like if you stacked up every one of those that's ever been produced, those little plastic chits that you clip onto a bag to keep it closed bag of bread like you could probably fill like the moon with them like if it was hollowed out right (laughs) so like imagine like how much damage we've done to the planet when it's like just fucking we're all adults just spin the bag and fold it under that's it that's all you have to do just Just get a bread box bread box like (laughs) yeah Get it like Mad Max style or Mad Mad Max, Mad Men style, like they did in the fucking fifties. One of the only good things about the Mad Max style. No, <laughs> Mad Max is probably yeah. a pretty prized <laughs> possession, actually, in a post-apocalyptic future. Like bread's real hard to keep. Yeah, I don't like those. My bread's fine. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I don't feel as strongly as negatively about them as you do. <laughs> It'd be hard to. I usually like use them like <laughs> I feel like I, I use them like until it becomes like just marginally more inconvenient than yeah. not using them. And then I throw them away exactly. and do the twist thing, which is usually like quarter through the bag is when it starts getting this like, okay, this is kind of, kind of awkward now. Like the bag's all crumpled and like there, there's like not enough mass of bread to sufficiently like do the thing. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I really was tickled by enough mass of bread. So I, <laughs> I'm just going to park on that for a second. Well, yeah. Cause you, you need, you need like a, a certain mass of bread in order to sufficiently spin it at enough velocity to like tighten the plastic mm. section to like be able to fit the clip on, you know? Yeah, but And so like once you, once you get, once you get like about like halfway or, or less of, of bread left in the bread bag, then like you spin it and it just doesn't have enough velocity or <laughs> That's you right. know, uh, uh, inertia. To spin tight, you know? Yeah, when it's just the heel, you have to get, like, really desperate. And let's face it, if you're just saving the heel, you are desperate. If it, if it just gets down to the heel, you've done something <laughs> wrong. You've made a miscalculation. So I'm in kind of a pickle here because, like, my thing that, that bothers me is when my headphone 
cable gets caught oh on God. furniture was I'm walking past. Yeah. But like the solution to that would be to get like Bluetooth headphones and those that shit never works. Like I've never had a a Bluetooth device that would satisfactorily <laughs> connect and stay connected and like connect to the right phone. So I don't I think the the right solution is just to never listen to anything. To not enjoy audio of any kind. So this isn't funny or good content, but I'm gonna do it anyway because I literally just did this very thing. Cause I, I like I get mad about big picture societal like injustice. And then I get mad about small picture stuff almost never except for when i rip my headphone cords like out of my head like on the dishwasher rack i scream at the fucking ceiling like i'm in streetcar with desire uh and <laughs> what i did was finally break down and buy some bluetooth headphones and i bought like a decent pair of like 70 dollars ones which i was like god it's a lot for headphones and they just work and it's a game changer i'm like a, a stupid clown and i drop my phone all the time like it doesn't matter it doesn't rip them out of my head it keeps going i can leave my phone charging in the other room like jim like love yourself like i'll send you a recommendation after this if you want but like you don't have to live like this like no, i think i just don't love myself that much <laughs> i don't deserve music that much yeah i i am currently using a pair of bluetooth headphones and they work fine but i also don't have that many devices that they need to ever connect to like it's literally just my phone and my laptop and if it's messing up i will just turn them off and turn them back on again and turn off like disable the bluetooth on one or both of, of, my, of my things and then problem solved because there's only one one choice left all right maybe i'll try this I'm trying to think of a mundane tool or item but I, like the default object that comes to mind when i think of tool like as a word is just a screwdriver and i'm like oh, yeah i guess it would be cool but like hammers exist <laughs> but i like a hammer anytime i i'm using a screwdriver or a hammer i don't go god we're still fucking doing this we put a man on the moon i th an example for me would right. be like pencils anytime i need to actually get a pen or a pencil it's like fuck and i'm like i there's never one nearby and then like i have to search all over the house to find one half of them are out of lead or out of ink it's like can't you just rig me up with some like sick nanotechnology or an ink sack or something so that i can just like write with my finger now you know because if i if i'm writing something on paper already it's like the 1920s like i don't this isn't going to be for somebody this is just a note that i'm scratching down while i'm on like tech support with someone and then i can get to a screen and type it up if I really need to, but like, let's just let, pencils are great. They're nostalgic. Let's just let it go. <laughs> now you've got me thinking of ink sex as a Hell subdermal yeah. implant body mod. Like, has idea. anybody done that? Money on the table. Self-defense, artistic expression. I mean, I could, <laughs> I could go on. <laughs> Self-defense. Like you make an ink Except cloud. Except you're not underwater, so it just kind of flaccidly like sprays <laughs> like a stream on the ground. <laughs> Is that a working that'll work in normal air? I don't think anybody's done it, but now if they do, they owe you yeah, royalties for their right. body. I mean, what is a tattoo if not ink stored under the under the <laughs> like Yeah. It would be a little hard to like squeeze it out. Well they should make that's what I'm saying. They should make squeezable tattoos where you have like a little cartoon bomb on your arm. It sounds oh, horrifying. That sounds <laughs> disgusting. That's an unfortunate spare pair of words squeezable tattoos <laughs> yeah i don't care for it but like what if okay now i'm not even on the self-defense thing just what if you had like a little cartoon bomb on your arm and people are like oh cool tattoo which no one would say if you had a cartoon bomb on your arm but stick with me and you were like touch it it's 3d and they were like what and they like poked it and it was like raised like a good half an inch like above your skin and had kind of like a jelly like quality to it wouldn't that be like a fun Ooh. <laughs> a fun conversation <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I'm thinking I'm thinking like somebody has like a cartoon bomb on them and, and you're like, oh, go ahead, poke it. And they poke it and then it just explodes. But it's like <laughs> blood and ink just Ooh. all over them. I see where I went wrong with this. <laughs> this is this just sounds like a win-win to me. <laughs> it's like a, t- a tattoo that you can share. I feel like in that case, you can get back to like the self-defense argument and just be like, it's it's like you're like the lizard that squirts blood from its eye. <laughs> And you just rip- <laughs> when it gets bitten in the eye. What? No, there's a lizard. There's a certain lizard that, that as a self-defense tactic, it basically just like shoots a stream of blood from its eye to like ward off predators and stuff. That is, I did not. Wow. I know people who can do that with milk. <laughs> I've seen that Guinness Book of World Records show when I was in high school. That's an awful thing that your ducks can do. What weirds me out about that, and we're kind of doing a fun <laughs> symmetrical wrap back to the first question almost, is evolution works such that like these lizards had a bunch <laughs> of different like defects and like, you know, genetic mutations and shit. And the one that was what nature decided like yeah this will keep you going is shooting some of your own like vitae out of your ocular socket like what's going on in that biome what happened there's got to be just get better teeth i can think of like a hundred better solutions to this problem than shooting your own viscera out of your eye socket you don't get to pick your mutation like they just happen to you <laughs> that's true i'm just saying like in every other biome on earth like 90 percent of the time it's like um these ones are faster or these ones are stronger, or these ones have better, better claws and shit. Like, <laughs> or if you're in Australia, this one's venomous, and this one's venomous, and this one's venomous. <laughs> this, this one's, this one's, that one's venomous. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, once the once the squirting blood thing is out there, once that's starting to happen, then like the the next step is clearly to make your blood more and more toxic, more and more acidic, and then we're just in a xenomorph situation. Right, yeah. It's a horned lizard, apparently. When a horned lizard feels threatened by a present predator, its final defense response is to shoot blood from these flooded sinuses and out of its eye socket. I mean, I should hope that's its final defense. I hope it doesn't reach for that first thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the, the, this is the first first line of defense. Second line of defense is, is shooting blood from all of its pores. <laughs> Third line is just launching its eyeballs themselves out of the sockets like BBs. <laughs> <laughs> eventually yes. there's not enough lizard left it's like the ship yes. of theseus like <laughs> it makes sense that this happens with lizards because lizards are also the ones that will like just drop a tail if they need to get away yeah, they don't give a fuck about themselves yeah that's a good point this is a very like self-sacrificing when it comes to not sacrificing <laughs> Which is themselves. A, like this is a way that you could uh you can be vegan never kill anybody uh and still eat meat is you just eat those lizard tails <laughs> just eat scared lizard tails. yeah yeah we we have a factory whose entire job is to terrify the tails off of lizards it's super ethical <laughs> They make an avocado-like spread out of <laughs> boiled frightened lizard tail, and it's getting pretty good. You can tell it's it's different, but we're getting yeah. there. You can really taste taste the fear. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that would be a bummer if it was just like, oh, it's nothing but adrenaline flavor in this tail. I like that you're positing the idea that vegans <laughs> don't want to harm it- an animal, but they're cool with it being scared as fuck <laughs> for them to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's all the time we have for topic lords. Uh, Tyreek, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on the Twitter 
at 4-Bit Friday, all spelled out with words, even though there's a four in there, it's the number four, but it's spelled with letters, not the numerical four. And also, as mentioned earlier, I have a band camp and there's going to be more music there sometime soon. I hope it doesn't suck. I'm afraid, but it's F-R-R-O-R at .bandcamp.com. Or, or error with an F. Exactly. That's actually, I should probably start saying it like that. Because if I say, if I say it's, no one's going to know what that means. If you're like me and you just Googled, instead of being smart and just typing in the URL, if you Google F-R-R-O-R Bandcamp, make sure to then click when it goes, did you mean error? There's an option that says, yes, that's the joke, but I mean F-R-R-O-R and you click that and then it will take you to his page. Uh, And Ryan, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? Well, I completely forgot the format and did this at the top, but uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, I'm an Instagram baby. I, ju- I just started this year, but uh, at Ryan Ike Audio, uh, or you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Ike Composer with my extremely basic ass uh, handle. And at both places, I tend to talk about you know video games and making game music, obviously, but also like how to get into the industry if that's something that you want to do, how to be you know living a life as a creative freelancer without it draining you completely of all of your uh, bodily and uh, spiritual fluids um and then it's you know like 60 percent dumb shit try to i try to give back <laughs> to the community and then also be an intellectual drain <laughs> so that's kind of my vibe sounds like you're well on your way I, I would say so thanks so much for being on thanks for having us yeah always a pleasure hi this is jim this is the audio i append to every episode of topic lords congratulations to our newly anointed lords if you'd like more people to hear the show you can tell your friends about it or rate and review us on whatever podcast service you use. You can add content to the Topic Bucket by emailing topicbucket at topiclords.com. You can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash topiclords. Patrons get episodes a week early, and you get access to the Topic Lords Discord, where you can discuss topics with all the lords that hang out in there. See you next episode.